Christian here of the Mind of Magnus on 106.3 FM WRFC LP Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. Uh, and if you guys are listening in uh, right now and wondering what the heck's going on, you'll notice that there's also going to be a single voice tonight. Uh, so you were listening to the Mind of Magnus, but tonight, Mr. Matt Obscure, the guy in the glass box who normally joins me in, is going to be, uh, it's actually on vacation this wonderful week. Uh, so if you notice any weirdness, any odd stuff pop up and uh, go, uh, it's because my uh, I, I have not run the board in a while. I have an amazing technician on my hands now, and I've become lazy. We all know how that works out. Uh, so again, you guys listening to the Mind of Magnus here. I'm the host with the Mr. Magnus Apollo. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the wonderful people that have been tuning in here on the show. The cool kids are always listening in on Roster Free Radio's website, rosterfreeradio.com. Uh, and even the cooler kids are listening in on my podcast. Uh, so thank you for all those folks downloading uh, our wonderful uh, podcast now. It's been a great time. People messaging, saying they're having a fun, fun time downloading the music and all the fun talks. So it has been a wonderful, wonderful time uh, hearing all the people listening in saying they're enjoying it. And uh, I see, notice the numbers have been going up uh, more and more with our uh, each week and our downloads. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, the other fun things I got to give a shout out to are those who help make this thing possible. The underwriters of this show and those who help donate to the show to keep the station going as well. Uh, you guys, I always suggest check out Air Rec Radio. Every week I mention them. These are two cool guys making radio happen. Uh, I enjoy listening to them. Actually, I follow them on their Facebook page um, because not only do I get to hear them, but I also get a chance to see them perform live uh, because they put uh, little videos on going on here. So when the show comes on live here on Roger Free Radio, you also get to see these lovely guys uh, talking away and doing their stuff. And you know they are super, super sexy guys. So uh, the other people I want to give a shout out to are the Patreon supporters here for the shows. Uh, if you guys are not, you guys don't know what Patreon is, download it. Uh, go to the website. Go to patreon.com. Uh, it is a way to putting the cash that you have in your pocket into the people and the projects that matter to you the most. Uh, go to rochefreeradio.com. There's a big orange button on the corner there. Click on that button. You will actually then uh, just be taken to Patreon. A couple dollars a month is all we ask. Keep the lights on. And we're getting more and more folks uh, saying they're donating and uh, being supporting here at Rochester Free Radio. So uh, I know some folks have messaged me asking if there's actually is a Mind of Magnus uh, Patreon support uh, page. There is a Mind of Magnus one, but it's actually for my art supplies and art, uh, my art world, I guess. Um, but uh, I suggest if you guys are listening to this, station right now and our patreon supporters and you want to donate and keep some money happening here uh go to the roster free radio and donate directly to them uh if you guys want to support me and my art artistic endeavors you can do so as well uh i don't say no to that but i just want to make sure there is a distinction someone wrote me a week or so ago asking uh, if there was a difference and uh, there is so i know a little bit of confusion here and there with um what is happening on uh, some of the naming but hey that's how it works in the world of technology and social media and sharing names with various things um, but yeah, thanks to the Patreon supporters. Uh, I sent out a, a little sketch. A, uh, like I tell everyone, if you guys are a Patreon supporter here, let me know. I'll send a little drawing out as a thank you. I, um, I sent out a city skyline of Rochester. Someone asked for one of the quick little pen and ink ones I've done. And uh, that has uh, went out to their lovely folks. Um, and also, as promised, anytime you guys uh, uh, do this, uh, the uh, envelope will be licked by Matt Obscure himself. So you get the DNA of Matt on every sort of thank you as well. So um, now I want to guys, like I said, this is going to be just me rambling on. You won't hear a lot of Matt jumping in with great quips and awesome and uh, inclusions into this conversation. So forgive me. Uh, the man is an amazing man. He deserves a week off. He deserves to go hang out with his family on the beach and see the sunsets and have some beers and whatever else he's going to do. So we wish him the best out there. So 
Let's get right into the show because I'm very excited about this. There is a uh, wonderful Venn diagram that's happening in the city of uh, Rochester Pride. There is uh, a uh, love of history. There is great graphic designs, uh, sense, and also very, very comfortable T-shirts. Things that I love the most in life all put together. And in this Venn diagram, in this very center, there is a very talented guy. Name is Matt Rogers. He actually creates, and you may have seen this around Rochester, uh, transit apparel. If you've seen some of the the, the festivals, Park FS, bunch of other ones, or you may have seen an amazing a friend of yours wearing the shirt with a great graphic design on it that happens to be speaking about certain you know areas of Rochester you may not know or something else. Uh, this is Transit Apparel. I've been excited to have him on. I wrote a while back, and he's one of the guys that I'm super excited to, to ramble on with. I've always had a good conversation with him. So I'm just going to get the ball rolling right now. I know I'm supposed to do a lot more preamp and run out, you know, ramble on. I want to bring Matt right in tonight. And uh, so, um, Matt, thank you so much for joining me tonight on the radio show. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, that was extremely flattering and <laughs> set the expectation bar pretty high. Oh. So here's to not failing <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm not worried too much you are like i said i we've chatted before and i love your design work it, it's it's um and i i was given your shirts before i actually had met you i i, I knew of you luckily the small city and I had, uh, when someone gave me, I have a couple of your shirts, and first off, they fit me, and they're, nice. they're, they're long, too. Like, they're, they're designed well for a guy, you're built like, I'm not, you're better built than me, you're actually more healthier than me, <laughs> but you're a tall man here, and yep. it seems like, thank you for doing this, because some shirts, I feel like I'm having like a midriff shirt showing off all the time. So, At one point, that was stylish. Um, never on me, just so you know, heads up, never was on me. Oh, God. Yeah, no, that was a very admittedly selfish decision. Um, all the t-shirts I use, I personally like myself, mm-hmm. and I figured if I'm going to start a t-shirt brand, lifestyle brand, I'm going to choose what I want to wear, because worst case, if nobody likes what I'm doing, at least I'll have a wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so tonight, if you guys have any point in time you want to join in on the conversation, you can uh, send me a message at Magnus. Apollo on Twitter, or as always, mindofmagnetsgmail.com comes right into the studio here. And uh, actually, I do have some questions that came in from listeners today. Uh, that oh, nice. when I posted on Facebook, some people actually, I had a lot of people the message in saying they have a lot of favorite shirts. By the way, oh, of theirs. very cool. Um, so they're like, oh my god, we love this guy. Hot, you know, high five. Uh, we had uh, Jess wrote in saying that uh, she has, she lives in Cornhill. She has the Cornhill shirt, which I coincidentally I'm wearing, wearing right now. Yep. Um, and uh, a couple other folks are just saying they, they, they just love your shirts. A lot of people are just like thumbs up, likes. So it's kind of hard to translate into radio format with emoticon here. <laughs> just imagine. Just imagine being amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, actually, it's it's a great uh, um, thing to see. You're so let's let's get the the uh, transit apparel is the mm-hmm. name of this. Yep. Um, uh, would you mind just jumping right into those who do not know what Transit Apparel is? Sure. Um, Transit Apparel is a collection of limited edition apparel, um, hence part of the name, uh, that celebrates the history, culture, and pride of Rochester. I started in uh, about five years ago, um, April 1st, coincidentally, and a number of reasons <laughs> why is the day I got my tax ID for the business. So that's my anniversary and uh, celebrated five years this past April. Congrats. Five beautiful. years. That's that's big. I mean, it's been nuts. It's been a wild ride um, trying to maintain uh, a mobile 
kind of retail experience without a brick and mortar store yeah. is no easy task. Um, <laughs> and just a lot of trial and error along the way and um, learned a million things in one. Uh, and it's been awesome. Um, customer feedback and support has been absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Rochester's always been a patron of the arts in all sense of the word. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just been fantastic. And, you know, the customer feedback is what keeps me going. Um, I started back in 2013 um, in the fall. I did my very first show. I had three designs. Um, two of them, or all three of them were Rochester nicknames. Mm -hmm. And two of them, most people know, is a Flower City with a U, Flower City with a W-E. Mm -hmm. But then the very first one I designed was Young Lion of the West. And not many people know that one. And even to this day, still don't. Mm -hmm. um, I do have just a tinge of bitterness and I say this in the nicest way possible and it's an amazing brewery but the brewery down in Canandaigua took the Young Lion name mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic for them and has a ton of history behind it but part of me kind of wishes it stayed in the city yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's been a fun one that um, you know it's kind of been the the gateway to um, getting to you know share these stories with with Rochesterians even that you know are three times my age and mm -hmm. you know have all these awesome uh, memories of the city and growing up downtown and they don't know these things and and it's awesome to share it with them um, and they also they're a source of um, reference for me if I'm you know I also not only just city nicknames but Rochester neighborhoods as well um, if I'm you know trying to research a neighborhood that's just not nearly as well known as say Park Ave or Cornhill or East Ave. Um, they'll give me, they'll point me in a direction and like, oh yeah, you know Lyle Otis neighborhood. That's where Xerox got started. It's like <laughs> what? Where did this come from? And or like you know ragu pasta sauce that got started in Lyle Otis. So mm -hmm. it's like, and then it's this awesome rabbit hole of you know coming up with a graphic, coming up with a t-shirt color, coming up with a color of graphic that all means something to that overall um, shirt design. Um, so it just keeps adding to the story. So you know the the ultimate goal that I I had at the beginning and still kind of do is it's gonna start a conversation and a positive one between two people mm -hmm. that don't necessarily know um, how much history, how much influence the, you know, the little city that could, Rochester, New York, uh, has on the country, has on the state, has on the world, and all the things that we've kind of contributed. Um, hopefully that leads to just garnering more interest in neighborhoods. Maybe it leads to um, more people uh, visiting those neighborhoods, leads to living in those neighborhoods, leads to improving those neighborhoods and so forth. Um, it, I mean, as I say it out loud, it sounds like a pipe dream, but that is the one of the goals of, you know, what I'm trying to do just to be like, you know, some of these neighborhoods have some really bad reputations, mm -hmm. but they have some very vibrant history mm -hmm. and they also have some very dedicated neighbors and um, homeowners that are very proud to say where they come from and want to stay there. Uh, yeah. So that's been awesome. Just every, almost every show I learned something new um, and it really comes down from just having awesome conversations like this one. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, there, there's some folks have re messaged in uh, the one question when I posted on my Facebook page, uh, a lot of people will message me with questions or send some emails in. And uh, one of the questions was, is that do you have a favorite uh, like local historic historical section of Rochester. Is there one that's your favorite? Is there something that like you were surprised by? Uh, actually, that was one of the questions that came in. Is like, is there a history that you've been surprised by learning from these folks? Um, it's 
it's really hard to say because uh, I mean, just so much of the work that I've done, I've just kind of been this sponge, um, gathering as much as I possibly can. Just kind of like, okay, what? Like I was saying before, those really kind of specific neighborhoods that don't really have the immediate history of of saying, oh yeah, George Eastman moved here mm-hmm. or lived here until he died. Um, it's it's been finding those little gems and i lyle otis is fresh in my mind because that's the last neighborhood shirt i designed uh you know learning about the major worldwide entity beast that xerox is mm-hmm. um got its start as the haloid was a haloid photograph or lithographic or photographic company on um i can't remember the street now but just a quiet little neighborhood street that now was a park when the building moved um out of the neighborhood or um like with ragu the uh contesano or Conzatano, i can't remember the family name but they were making pasta sauce in their basement selling it mm-hmm. on our front porch that became ragu sauce mm-hmm. and once they sold ragu they continued on i think it's Contesano, and i'm yeah, sure listeners I, are yeah. gonna uh, chide me for it, but the Contesano <laughs> family—they went on to create their another company, Contesano, Contesano Foods, mm-hmm. and that became Ledestri, which a lot of people know that name, but they yeah. don't necessarily know where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't say the name. They—they're not saying uh, anything wrong with the name or saying it. But someone goes, "Do you know that's the house next to the little theater? That private residence?" Someone just. Uh, so let me let me read this here. Um, uh, Ragu, you guys are totally right. The Ragu family still has a connection here in Rochester. You, the little theater, there's a little building right to the right uh, that has a waterfall. It's a, it says private residence. That's them, the guys who still. So you know where little theater is? Actually, yep. you know, yep. you go around the corner. There's a house, the building with the random like uh, metal gates and everything else. It's, yeah, it's set back a little bit. It's actually the, the the building right in the corner, right between. So the little theater's here. You walk go around the corner, and you're gonna go into like. The part between the parking lot and the main uh, East Ave there, yeah. right on the corner, that's a private residence. I, I know the building they're talking about, and uh, thank you, Zach, for writing in here. Um, uh, he's saying actually, Ragu still lives here in Rochester. It's a private residence, and uh, they have they actually have live-in maids. They live here, five, <laughs> five live-in maids still. So the building right in the corner of East and whatever the one is, right on uh, where the Carts Grocer is, that yeah. way. Yep. That corner, there actually is a. If you look at the building now, you, once you notice it there, it's a private residence. The sign says so, and Zach just reminds me that's where they do. So that is the is that the more contemporary looking building? Yep. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They've yeah. got like that like early '90s futuristic metal sculpture. Yep. Yeah. That one of the. Okay, and I, I, I vividly know this because um, it was either the house or there might be an apartment attached to it, but it came up for rent a couple of years ago on Craigslist. Really? And it was one of the first times I could see like inside. It's flawless. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. The rent was astronomical. <laughs> but it was one of those instances where like, you know, you could try BSing your way to a realtor to just get an interior oh, tour. Oh God, yeah, I'd love to see inside um, there. Yeah, no, okay, I know exactly where that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, so that's Zach, yep. and actually, uh, my uh, oddly enough, the uh, he's he's right. Uh, my uh, friend of mine, actually, one of the photographers, who worked with Wall Therapy. Uh, he lives in one of the apartments next door, and he says he actually pointed out that that's where the house came from was the ragu money. That's so. funny. The house that sauce built. <laughs> well, depending on the part of the city, that is a different connotation. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, people are sending in some other, other fun things. So, uh, how many designs have you made for Transfer um, so I'm up to almost 40. 
Wow. Um, and 40. it's, yeah, it's something that, and it's crazy. To, like I started with three and <laughs> it's just nuts. Um, I started with Rochester nicknames, mm-hmm. um, starting with the more popular ones. A lot of ones, a lot, not a lot of people know about. Yeah. Um, Young Lion of the West was one that not a lot of people still know. Uh, the Lost Borough is mm-hmm. another one. Uh, Smugtown, which can kind of go both positive and negative, but it's yeah, endearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, World's Image Center, which mm-hmm. still um, is more recent, um, especially with photonics, has taken on even uh, stronger meaning. Uh, but then I got into uh, neighborhoods and a way to connect those neighborhoods. Actually, I'll backtrack just a little bit. Yeah, great. I, I have a strong passion for public transportation. It's kind of weird. Um, it's not exactly like, oh, yeah, I love football. It's like, I love subway cars. <laughs> um, I, uh, I love taking subways and trolleys. Um, and, you know, a lot of people know now, especially in the last five years or so, that Rochester had a subway system. Um, and we were one of the smallest. I, I keep saying we're the smallest city in the world to ever have a functioning subway. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm right. And I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm like 99% sure. If one of our listeners know anything different, certain, let us know. I am almost certain. I know, um, well, so I, I, I know a lot of the neighborhoods have a ton of pride. And mm-hmm. they, a lot of the residents are very proud to say where they come from. And I wanted a kind of way to, to celebrate that. Um, I had just gotten out of college. I was trying to find my feet. I was living in Upper Monroe neighborhood, which... Um, full disclosure and apologies to every other neighborhood in Rochester is still my favorite. Um, and I wanted a way to celebrate those neighborhoods, that that culture, that vibe, that identity. But I also wanted to connect them um, in a meaningful way beyond just these are just Rochester City neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And so I used the old subway system. So the first series, series one, um, it'll have the Rochester neighborhood on it. Um, but right underneath, it'll have a street name. Mm-hmm. And then I get a lot of people that say, well, I don't live on Highland Ave or I don't live on Ashbourne. And I just like, oh, no, it's, it's okay. Because I mean, they don't necessarily realize that I do nine sizes across two cuts. Mm-hmm. I do a unisex cut and then I do a women's cut. Mm. So it's five and four of size variations. That's nine sizes I do for every almost every neighborhood or every shirt that I, I do. So if I did every street and every neighborhood at nine sizes, <laughs> oh my God, I would be buried in shirts. <laughs> so I just I just like okay, so it's completely cool. You don't have to live on Monroe. You don't have to live on Highland. Those are actually the most convenient subway stop for that neighborhood at the time of the subway system. That's and amazing. it was something that sprouted out of you know a, a little bit of a. a jealousy envy of people toting new york city in the five boroughs mm-hmm. and you know getting a hell's kitchen shirt or getting a soho or upper east side or bushwick or any red hook any of the those with like a train b train c train d train well like well rochester has a history we have a subway system or had one mm-hmm. um i want to bring that to the to rochester and that's kind of where the the seeds of the old, whole idea um came about and I mean, I, I organize them all by series, whether they're city nicknames, which is series zero, one, which is city um, neighborhoods connected by subway stops. Uh, series two is urban legends. Mm. Um, that's a newer one that I've had a lot of fun with. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Um, because you actually mentioned, uh, was it Hoodoo Corner? Was it the yes. one? Yeah, um, so yeah, I've is, actually used some of your, your ha- you have a lot of stuff that's the back of my head now for future projects <laughs> I'm working on for what you've shared, so. Yes, and actually to throw that back at you, um, I know that you had recently done some research and posted a story about the white lady. Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably the most well-known um, 
urban legend in Rochester. Uh, coincidentally, that is the second shirt I'm working on right now. That's amazing. Uh, I can't wait for this. Yeah, no, I'm very I, excited right now. I, um, I'm using a version of the story that uh, features dogs. Oh, great. And one of the versions of the story, uh, Elisa, the, the white lady's name, mm-hmm. she is searching for her. That's her, the, the white lady is searching for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the versions of the story, she has two German Shepherd dogs with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm including those in the illustration I'm doing to oh, help kind of amazing. make a better composition and kind of fill it out a little bit yeah. more. Um, so it's it's been, it's it's probably, no, it's not. It is the most involved illustration I've done um, for transit uh, to date. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm going to say this on radio, so I have to keep to it. Uh, I'm hoping to have it done by um, September 9th, 10th, uh, Clothesline Festival. Nice. Um, oh, my God. I'm so excited about All this. the festivals I do, I, I try to release at least one new design. Keeps and, you going, uh, too. Like, yeah. You have a deadline. That's, yep. that's yep. as a, I mean, like people haven't figured out, like you designed these. Like uh, someone actually wrote in asking, like, who's your designer? They're amazing. It's <laughs> it's you. I mean, you're the one that's. It is, it is me. It's um, not like you have an idea and hired, I mean, hired out. We have a very talented city, but you're the designer. Here, yeah. So. Um, it's it's something that I, it's, it's me. When you talk about transit apparel, it's me. I have a quiet partner who um, quite literally is shy and quiet. It is the wife. Um, <laughs> she is kind of the order to my chaos. That's yeah. about the best way I can kind of describe our job uh, <laughs> descriptions. It's good and, to have that um, person in your life. Trust yeah. me, as a person who's chaotic myself, I have a wonderful girlfriend that keeps, I don't know how she does it, but she keeps me focused a lot of times oh, and cleans up the mess around me. Dude, terms of endearment in, in our house is you married this and you're stuck with me. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, I like to say, you know, we're not, necess- I mean, happily married is an awesome uh, trope. It's, it's an awesome goal, but I like to tell people we're realistically married. <laughs> <laughs> I may adopt that. Oh my God. Realistically married. That's so great. Uh, oh, it has people writing in saying hi. They love the shirts. Uh, uh, Tammy writes in and says, wonderful, comfortable shirts. Uh, American made shirts too. She wants to point out. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's something that is a major pain um, is something one of the um, kind of philosophies I stick to is the locally made is as an American made mm-hmm. and um, the shirts are American the ink is the um, printing is the hang tags are the tent that you see me in at festivals is the bins are the buttons are it's all something I try to focus on that's amazing it is not easy no um, and you know fully understand that's that's you know one of the challenges that I have is price point because mm-hmm. I mean I don't do very many shirts they're all limited run and yeah. whenever I sell through them I will either do a second run if it's popular or that's it and some wow. some shirt designs, I there are only 24 shirts in existence. Other shirt designs, there's 150. Oh so God. that's kind of the gamut uh, in between of where I kind of land. Um, and I do that for two reasons. One is it, it kind of helps the exclusivity of the shirt. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's art, but it also happens to be wearable. And you know, trying to convince. And that's a whole other story of, of convincing uh, festival organizers in other places that I'm doing what printmakers are doing, mm-hmm. but you're discounting me because it's a seemingly mass market item. So just yeah, trying to 
convince them that this is limited edition. Once yeah. they're done, they're done. Which I, I wasn't sure. I mean, uh, I you had mentioned that to me once before in our converse, one of our conversations, and it made me, uh, uh, which is weird, one of uh, shirts, and I'm drawing a blank which one it was now, my, my paint Swiss cheese, I now have one of your shirts on my, I have a shelf of shirts that I wear very <laughs> sparingly, and yeah. once I realized that if this gets dirty or ruined, I may never get it again, so I have one of your shirts. I have a few of them, but one of the shirts is now on the, sh- the, the like, comes out very special time sort of thing. That's awesome. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a dork. I said, I love my T-shirts. I mean, like, I've had, I've had other, like, uh, like, I'm currently wearing a Fright Rag shirt here from Rochester, which is, oh, nice. uh, and uh, I have a couple of Fright Rag shirts that, like, uh, on that shelf, too. Like, there's shirts that, like, I only come out once in a while. Like, they don't get washed a whole lot because they don't wear out. And mm-hmm. said, so, like, some of your pieces, I, I adored them. Like, I, um, I talked up one of your shirts so much that I got two for a birthday present. Enough people heard me talk about it that I got two of your shirts. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, like, I'm hometown pride. That's one of the things I love the most, so. Oh, no worries. It's It's been, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's been an awesome journey, and to be able to exist for five years and do what I do um, has been fantastic. I mean, when I first started, there wasn't a lot of people celebrating Rochester. Mm-hmm. It was still very much transitioning to that hometown pride. I mean, it's always been there, but mm-hmm. it, I, not, I don't think as um, superficial, not no, as it, topical. I agree. It's it's always been, we have that Rust Belt mindset. There's a lot of pride, a lot ah, of yeah, kind of thing. Pet peeve. Oh, sorry. Is that what it is? No, sorry, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll get chided for this too. Um, two very irrational pet peeves of mine is one um, friend of mine, Chris Clemens, uh, called me out on it recently, is where is upstate? Mm-hmm. And it, it really, it's in, it's in the eye of the, the beholder. Mm-hmm. I get too many people from New York City that consider Poughkeepsie upstate. Yeah, I just yeah, want to exactly. like flick them in the forehead. Um, <laughs> you go north of Yonkers, yeah. that's, all, that's all upstate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one is, and, and like I said, it's irrational and there's no negativity. It's just something that... Um, I will defend and I will die on the hill that Rochester is not a Rust Belt city. Do, and I will clarify. Please tell. I mean, this is amazing. You yes. guys have to see, like, he reacted when I say it. Like, he rolled, you may have heard the rolling <laughs> the eyes on the air. Like, he emoted really well. So, it's, please tell me more. I love this. It's now, and it, it may come down to semantics or specifics. Um, we are well within the region of the Rust Belt. Okay. However, Rochester never had the heavy industry, steel industry, that Buffalo, Allentown, Bethlehem, Pittsburgh, um, even to an extent Syracuse, and other other major cities like Detroit, um, and I'm drawing a bunch of blank, Chicago. But the the, the whole swath, I mean, that's what, yeah. yeah. So, yes, we fit within that belt, but we, our technology was much more specialized. You had, scientists, engineers, um, you had specialists grinding um, optics for Bausch and Lam. I like this you argument. Had, you, you've actually already swayed me away <laughs> from this because this makes total sense. We are, we, we weren't, like I said, a Buffalo, like the, the Rust Belt really means the steel. Cleveland, and, yeah. there's another one. Uh, but we have always been uh, uh, intellectual, uh, like I said, the scientists. We have, I mean, we were a flour mill, everything else. We were, we were nothing that we're dealing with the steel, the manufacturing that way. We were innovation, uh, creativity. Yep. We yep. are that I mean, way. we have, we had and have manufacturing jobs, mm-hmm. but I, I don't consider it to be the real identity of 
Rochester. Um, it's and it's something that I've gotten to a lot of arguments, and it just becomes a stalemate. Like I, you're not going to change my mind. I can't change yours. So we agree to be civil and just disagree. I love this. You you uh, as I like this argument because I hold Rochester. Uh, I use the term Rust Belt just be mainly because of the location and that whole all, yep. all the ones and it in this area. Fits. Yep. Exactly. But you have you're the only person I've ever encountered that argued uh, against it in the exact logical reason why it isn't the word rust should not apply at all. Like there's right. there's nothing at all. There's not like nothing yep. about like, the city is rusty. It's yep. not I mean we have we I mean like I said, we had manufacturing um, Kodak manufactured their own film, um, mm-hmm. their own cameras. You have built Kodak buildings all over the county. Um, you had the GM uh, plant up in Maplewood. Mm-hmm. You had Delphi down in Henrietta making uh, Rochester Quadradet fuel injection systems between carburetors and fuel injection, which are nationally known. You talk to any big car guy, whether it's Corvettes, um, anything GM related, hot rods, um, they know Rochester for our fuel injection. Um, you have Xerox with um, xerography technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Stromberg Carlson with telephones and, and, and radios and everything and, else, yep, right? Yeah. Yep. And you know, but it was ju- and it's not to discount, you know, the the fathers and mothers, brothers, sisters that work their tail off in the third shift, fourth shift graveyard, you know, working with that heavy industry and heavy uh, machinery it's just Rochester didn't have that Mm -hmm. we were much more focused on like you said the uh, innovation and technology and it doesn't mean like I said I don't want to discount anyone else's very blue collar um, no but and I get it yeah it's not the uh, you're totally true I mean we were an amazingly I mean we were one of the first boom towns ever but what we were the first we were the very first yeah that we were the defining example yeah and uh, but like you're saying, we we have we have hard workers here, but it's not like the like they said the industry is vastly different than what the what raised some of the other cities. I mean, like yeah. Buffalo was like you know the what's it called the uh, queen of the yep we well like, Buffalo and that's one of the actually well I won't say that yet. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo uh, has a couple of different nicknames. One of them was Queen City of the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. and most people just shorten it to the Queen City. Mm-hmm. And that is because in the Great Lakes region, at one point, Buffalo was the second largest city by population and economy mm-hmm. in the Great Lakes. Yeah. Chicago was number one. And that's where you get the Queen City nickname, um, where a city, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't remember the specifics, but to, to be a queen city, you are either, like, um, like California, uh, people will say San Francisco, LA, or San Diego as their top three guesses before actually guessing what the capital of California is. But any three of those could qualify as the queen city of California for a nickname mm-hmm. because of their size or their prominence. And that's kind of where Buffalo got their name. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, Buffalo, it's the nickel city because uh, long haul truckers would uh, nickname it that because of the Buffalo nickel. Oh, gotcha. Um, huh. One little more obscure nickname for Buffalo is the Convention City of the East, which I found in a random Buffalo history book. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, I, I've gotten to many, many spirited discussions about the Rust Belt. And I have, searched not just a ancillary search i have searched for an article a published piece that was 
speaking that referenced Rochester as a Rust Belt city that was not written by a Rochesterian looking mm-hmm. for some kind of gain. Hmm. That it was just a historical account that if you look into, okay, you know, we're going to name all the Rust Belt cities in the country. I've never found Rochester on, on that list. That's awesome. I, I I'm a little and happy apologies now. for the tangent, but that, that no just... that that wasn't a ta- that was an enlightening statement that I'm actually happier for. You've actually changed <laughs> my way of speaking and talking about the city. Thank you. You've actually changed things. So and please, if if people feel the, um, passionately that is Rust Belt City, keep on keeping on. You do you. Yeah. It's just something. If you guys do, message me. Say hi. Let me know. I mean, I will uh, gladly share thoughts and ideas. We're gonna having more shows down the road. And actually, I've been saying this right now. I'm enjoying this conversation so much. You need to come back. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. I appreciate already. it. I would be very happy to. Um, happy to talk with anybody about anything. It's something that I was very lucky and fortunate enough to inherit from my dad, mm-hmm. who um, having multiple careers, he was a offset pressman on uh, Heidelberg Four Color Press, Ryobi oh, nice. One Color Press. Yeah, yeah. Um, he worked for iTech Graphics, which was like the second tier of Rochester businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you had the big three, mm-hmm. but then, you know, iTech, uh, which then became AB Dick, was kind of right there in, in second place. Um, he uh, is. They were down s- Henrietta, weren't they? They were, yeah. yeah. They were across the street from Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, um, but they're, yep, yeah. They were a Chicago based company. Um, he did many trips out that way. Uh, he was a civil engineer, and now he's um, working in construction um, as a DOT state inspector and mm-hmm. loves it because he loves talking with people. And he's gotten to a point where, and, and we've kind of tested this and he proved it, anywhere in New York State with all the things he's done um, construction-wise, he could point to anything within a thousand feet and he's worked on it (laughs) he's tested the concrete on it or he's he's um tested the um fireproof insulation on the steel girders or something to that effect and um from him uh he inherited kind of his um sensibility kind of that easygoing calm demeanor to be able to talk to to anybody Mm -hmm. from my grandfather and there was a theory that you went anywhere in in new york or Pennsylvania, where my, most of my family's from, my grandpa would know two people. <laughs> That's and awesome. I like in, your grandfather already. So yeah, he in the uh, mid '90s, uh, both my grandparents, uh, both sets of them because they were friends and that's kind of how my parents got to know each other and get married and had me. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a cross country trip. Uh, they started in Avon, New York, mm-hmm. went down to um, either I think Cape Canaveral, Florida. Drove all the way down to, or across to San Diego, up to it was either Seattle or Portland. Um, I believe it was Seattle because they were visiting family friends, and drove east across the top back to Avon. Wow! And his theory was extended that just about anywhere in the U.S., <laughs> Ralph Rogers would know two people. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, so I, now I the big piece of the puzzles that make up you just fell right into place. This it's yeah, great. it's serendipity, and you know to get wholly personal, um, uh, I actually was a combination of a miracle child and an oops baby because um the cliff notes version of this mm-hmm. is my mom had a lot of challenges uh and was told um early on that you know you're not gonna be able to have children mm-hmm. and the she you know she was at peace with that and you know my dad came around and, and they were good friends and they you know got married and, and enjoyed each other's company and um i have a great grandmother uh, who passed away 
she um, was on her deathbed and was telling my mom, something good is going to happen to you. And my mom thought, okay, grandma, thank you very much. You're hopped up on drugs. I'm going to believe everything you say. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Um, She died. Nine months later, I arrive. Hmm. And um, that's nine months. That's that's a very that's, you know, a number that kind of matters here. Yeah. And having a baby. Yeah, it was it was. um, And I I can't remember the specifics. Um, It was like she died in November and I was born in August. Wow. Uh, And it was something that it's one of the reasons my name's Matt. Because it's Hebrew for gift of God. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And my parents keep telling me that. Um, <laughs> coincidentally, though, um, my parents in high school and drinking age in college really enjoyed a particular beer from one FX Matt Brewery <laughs> drinking Matt's beer. So that is the real reason in <laughs> my get... mind. And that is the other hill I'll die on is that I'm named after a beer. But the other story is is much more um, endearing. And um, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, to to get really you know fluffy and 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 uh um it's my mom tells me a lot that i have a lot of the same mannerisms as her mm-hmm. and a lot of like the the mindset of her so it's it's something that you know it makes for a really good story that also happens to be true <laughs> that's yeah. amazing um, so if you guys are tuning in right now, we've been chatting with uh, Transit Apparel. Mr. Matt Rogers is mm-hmm. here. And uh, if you guys have any questions, please feel to message in a point in time. Uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Mind of Magnus at gmail.com. So the email comes right into the station here. Uh, if people want to see more of your work, uh, where can we find Transit Apparel? Sure. I am uh, always online. It's mm-hmm. transitapparel.com. And I am relentlessly filling out applications for festivals. I'm trying to do all the major ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Lilac Fest, Cornhill, Park Ave. Uh, I just got into Clothesline this year. Congrats. Uh, yeah, thank oh you. Oh my it God, was, they're going to love it there. Yeah, That's it was perfect. It was a, you know, something that I wasn't accepted of, uh, one of the first years I tried and mm-hmm. I figured, okay, it's not for me. And um, last year, I, or this year, I decided to, you know, I'll try it again. Mm-hmm. And um, I got in. And um, I mean, it is a paid festival. You do have to pay an admission. Yeah, yeah. But what I don't know a lot of people realize is with that price of admission, you're getting free entry into the mag like mm. it, you you not yeah. only do you get outside but it's also you know explore the more art gallery it is a internationally renowned collection it's amazing of art. it's like yeah. i was uh, just there this past uh, week visiting oh, yeah. with I a friend seeing that on social yeah and uh, i was uh, walking along and i'm you walk up all of a sudden you hear a pipe organ playing it's with the, <laughs> one of the largest pipe organs uh, in one of its only of its kind in the western hemisphere yeah. and it's being played by a talented musician from the eastman school yep. you walk up and you're like where am i this is you know and it's just stunning pieces Actually, and the pieces in currently now i i definitely suggest everyone check it out so very much true. Get in, you know, check out amazing artists, buy a t-shirt here, then yep. go in and check out the gallery itself. Yeah, um, I, I try to maintain a social presence as well. Uh, being a millennial, I'm an older millennial, but a millennial. Hmm. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is just transit apparel. Um, try to do Facebook. And I was there when Twitter started. Hmm. I did not understand it when it started and I'm still not 100% on it. So <laughs> um, I I have a, a presence, but it's I, I kind of do my yearly check 
check-in um uh about every two years <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh but yeah instagram and um it's probably the most active i'm on which is great i love me and my instagram it's one of my favorite things i uh i actually took a break from all of social media and i took a week off of instagram and i came back what did like, you do <laughs> I, I got stuff done actually what like it was. smell flowers and look at the sky and be like uh, this I, is outside yeah I, you know me i was doing a zillion different things i uh but instagram was one that i couldn't stay away from long enough i enjoy it i mean like i love seeing the talented folks here in rochester and just like you i mean i get to see just i don't know picture worth a thousand words you know how it goes and mm-hmm. instagram's one of my favorite um but uh yeah so transit apparel folks uh you definitely check it out if uh i i sincerely just look at the designs go to the website go to the instagram uh you will not be let down um uh so it's that's one of the things that I, I try to, you know, put a ton of, as, as much thought and, you know, there's, you look at the designs that I do and you know, there's a, I mean, not only is there a story behind why I chose the graphic to represent that neighborhood or that nickname, mm-hmm. um, but then, you know, then the color means something as well. Um, like, you know, Magnus was saying, I'm wearing a Cornhill shirt mm-hmm. and this is series one and it's um, Cornhill neighborhood with the most convenient subway stop on it, which I admittedly have to look down to remember, which is City Hall. Um, And, you know, it's got three corn stalks on it Uh because the prevailing uh, legend of Cornhill neighborhood uh, was that when barges and boats were coming into the city from the river, Mm -hmm. they would see the cornfields on the hill. And that was one of their markers for knowing they were coming into the city. (laughs) But the other thing behind that is... If you'll notice, there are three corn stalks. Mm-hmm. That speaks to before Corn Hill, or when the when the city was sectioned off into wards. Mm-hmm. Some neighborhoods kept their name, like 19th Ward, never developed a nickname outside of the I ward did, it yeah. was in. While Corn Hill was the third ward, so you have that little Easter egg of why oh. there's more. The, you know reasons there's there's stories behind these hidden gems um some of them are more uh prevalent than others um you had mentioned uh the hoodoo corner uh urban legend that was the first shirt i did in the urban legend series Mm -hmm. that thing is full of of stories and reasons i'm I'm still reading it now i i started researching it and i'm actually hesitant to talk about it because i'm still reading on it (laughs) it's like what it's i've got books people have been giving me books now because i've been writing some articles for uh, southwich quarterly and some history historical random like lore sort of stuff yep and uh yeah at first i'm like who do corner i don't know and then i kind of started reading kind of cursory reading and then reading more and reading more and being like and it's it's been interesting. So to give to give you or to give your listeners a yeah, little teaser, do. I mean, with with the design, um, the urban legend is who is Hoodoo Corner, and I created this, I personified it into this entity known as Papa Hoodoo. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the design, it, it kind of plays on the confusion between Hoodoo, which is a folk medicine, mm-hmm. and Voodoo, which is the religion. Most people know yeah. that one. So there's a little bit of tongue in cheek play. It kind of looks like Voodoo, but it it's went to Hoodoo. Yeah. Coincidentally, the names sound very much alike. Mm-hmm. They both both um, traditions come from Africa, but they are founded in different languages. Really? It's just pure coincidence that they sounded the same. Huh. I did not uh, know. That's yeah. amazing. And I mean, with that particular design, everything that the, the entity is holding, wearing, or surrounded by has something to do with that particular spot. And there are so many random, surreal, mystical, occult things that have happened at that spot. It's beyond coincidence. Yeah. Can, it, can you actually explain? I mean, there's a little bit. What yep. the, um, the corner itself is at um, the intersection of East Ave and Main, which most people know as Liberty Pole Plaza. 
uh, there was a hoodoo there. Now, not, not only is that folk medicine, that is the name of a standing rock structure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you'll find them out west, like Utah, um, you know, they'll refer to as, as hoodoos. Well, it's also folk medicine. Um, one of our adopted sons, uh, I just completely blanked on his name. <laughs> the nature uh, of having a microphone in front of you. I know. <laughs> at least I'm not on radio live and trying to remember his name. <laughs> Don't worry, is, I'll, I'll, I'm never going to hear the end of this because, um, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you just worked on statues of him. and I, Frederick Douglass? I'm just going to quit. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> wow, how I forgot Frederick Douglass's name. This is why radio is live. And this is why I was invited on <laughs> the show. And we would like to welcome you back to Lake Ontario Soft Rock with Mr. Neighborhoods and Magnus on <laughs> 106.3 Rochester Free Radio. <laughs> no, it, I, it, yeah. Side note, uh, someone wrote in saying, like, uh, whatever his design is, he has an amazing voice. So <laughs> so thank you, Leah, for writing in that one. So you have a fan, you. A, a fan called Leah that writes in that says that you have an amazing voice. I am very so. flattered. I am also very married. But um, thank you very much. <laughs> no, um, Frederick Douglass uh, spoke in some of his journals about uh, being a slave and being visited by hoodoo doctors or mm-hmm. root doctors. And they would use different, uh, very folksy remedies like, you know, if, if you don't want to get the flu this season or you don't want to get sick, um, take this mercury dime or take this penny, tie it around your right ankle or take this bag of spice and herbs and dirt and any number of th- hair. It's called a mojo bag. Mm-hmm. Wear that, or wear, hold that in your left coat pocket and nothing will come, no harm will those. come of you. Those are like, here's a poultice, you make, make yeah, it work. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yeah, a tincture, a poultice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, he spoke of uh, one instance where as a slave, he was visited by a hoodoo doctor, and the doctor told him, I believe it was, carry this root in your pocket. Your master will never hit you again. Mm-hmm. And that was about the time he escaped. And so, in a way, it <laughs> worked. Yeah, yeah. It's the power of you know persuasion. Um, so that kind of made its way to Rochester, uh, that kind of tradition of folk medicine uh, tying into the whole hoodoo corner. And then uh, Rochester's first murder happened to happen right there. Mm. Um, I forget the victim, but the um, the murderer was Octavius Barron. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, they are buried together in Mount Hope Cemetery. Oh, wow. Uh, That's and, an awkward thing. Um, the coincidence in that particular story is the gentleman that um, Octavius uh, shot down um, was a railroad worker uh-huh. and he was just walking out of the company office with somewhere between five and eight thousand dollars and mind you this is that's, like 1857 that's Octavius meant to rob him. I don't know if he made the connection that that's where he was coming from, mm-hmm. but he meant to, he, he aimed to rob him and ended up shooting him and he got away with some of his pocket change. The victim had all the money in his top hat. The police recovered the top hat and yeah. the money, and, the, and you know it just like one of those, ear, like just w- the worst botched robbery you could ever think of. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened there. There was a stop on the Underground Railroad right around that spot. There was 
a bar and tavern called the Farmers Inn and Tavern. It mm-hmm. was known for violence. It was known to be haunted by, uh, I believe the the story or the account I was reading talked about the noisy ghost. Um, it was it was a very rough place to be. Uh, there was a gentleman in Rochester named William Morgan, who was an outspoken uh, critic of secret societies and in one instance the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, publishing a pamphlet or a uh, a published piece trying to give away all the Freemason secrets, kind of expose them over what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, he disappeared one night. He was never seen again. Was that the um, was that the guy? Uh, there, there was the story of someone being, uh, oh no, sorry, it was in Candegua that was trying to release the uh, Mason's secrets. It was the same guy. Same guy? Yep. Okay, yeah. The last known spot of William Morgan was the Farmers Inn and Tavern. Oh my God, that's where. Right. Oh, okay, spot. gotcha. Um, the, and like moving forward to like more present day stuff, um, the uh, founder of McCurdy's Department Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was um, he had a heart attack about midlife, and uh, decided you know life was very short and using start a department store. Mm-hmm. That was one of the anchors, the first anchors, and he was one of the um, deciding people to get Midtown Plaza started. Right. Uh, B. Foreman or Foreman or Foreman uh-huh. was a seamster. Had very humble beginnings. Built up his enterprise into the B. Foreman uh, department store. He always carried a thimble in his pocket to remind him of his kind of humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. He was another anchor of um, Midtown Plaza. Yeah. And then you had the rise of Midtown and you had the fall of Midtown. And even coming into um, present day with you know whatever Parcel Five is going to be, uh, just. All of that ties into the, this whole idea that that spot is memorable and significant and probably not in a positive way. Some sort of power that's happening yeah. there, some sort of oh, energy about it. And the very beginning of this, mm-hmm. its original origins when um, European settlers found it, or actually French Canadian settlers came upon it, and then Nathaniel Rochester and Fitzhugh and, and mm-hmm. Carroll, uh, it was a Seneca Nation burial ground. All good stories start with Native American burial grounds. <laughs> oh my God, I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. East Ave um, is actually the oldest street in Rochester, oh. and it's based off of an, a Seneca Nation footpath. Wow. I had no idea about that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> people are writing in like I've been I've learned so much uh, some people actually uh, I, I lost the name but who sent this in sorry but there uh, can you have him back on for October for a, like I'm having ghost stories and random that's stuff that's fantastic so yeah. uh, I, I think it was Tom if, if it wasn't Tom to ask this question he's like have this man back in October I want to hear more about these <laughs> awesome ghost stories and tales of Rochester well I will give you like another teaser there is a story called the last wolf of Rochester which deals with very early Rochester Ron Duquette, Brighton area residents being terrorized by a fictional wolf that was said to be if any of you game of thrones fans uh the size of a dire wolf really all of those rumors were true and i'm going to be doing a shirt i got got goosebumps this is amazing i am doing an illustration and a shirt based on that urban legend as well that sounds great oh i can't wait for this oh my gosh uh if you guys are tuning in right now uh, we're having the best conversation ever uh mr matt rogers of transit apparel and uh just a uh, just font of amazing facts here i love it, this stuff um uh, someone has did write in by the way uh this what came in uh jake i think wrote it in uh he says uh, you guys are talking about rochester uh in 1890s uh rochester was the fourth largest manufacturer of men's clothing in america he was saying yep. there was uh clothiers row right in st paul district um between hickey freeman and um 
oh, a gentleman just told me this. Uh, it was like the Good Fit Clothes, and it was in Lyle Lotus. But yeah, yeah, yeah we had, there's still actually a mural um, right on uh, St. Paul near, uh, kind of like where um, Scotland Yard and Tapas and Fifth Frame Brewing, uh, one of the buildings, uh, I forget who does it, but it's a labor of love. They um, maintain these murals, and there's a like dapper gentleman oh, feature yeah. that it'll says Clothiers Row. Oh, well, and, yeah, that's, that's right. Was, that's right. I do remember saying that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of our lesser known issues. But thank you for the info. I, I'm terrible with dates. So, mm-hmm. I mean, having even the, the decade of the 1890s is awesome. Yeah, they said 1890s that came yeah. in there. Uh, we did have another one. People wrote in. So, normally I have a thing on my show. I do a trivia question, but I didn't do it this time because I just want to have a conversation <laughs> with it. Uh, but the reason oh, I'm I, sure you know a lot more than I do. Oh, no, no. I think you you are a font of information. I'm impressed here. Uh, but someone wrote in tonight, and um, was, I've been listening in. This is great. He's actually throwing a, some shade at me for not doing a trivia question. So, this is great. Uh, he's like you guys are uh, uh, writing in talking about fashion and tailors and everything else. And like for once, I'm waiting for you guys to throw this random fact out that I know the f- name of the Rochester's first tailor. Uh, do you know who the Rochester's first tailor's n- his name was? Out of curiosity, uh, before I get this in, this could be a, si- a slight tri- trivia thing. I I mean it. Some of the no, I know most of the political figures. Yeah, no, so I, this was uh, he was like, I was waiting for this to be the trivia fact because you always have the randomest, weirdest facts that no one knows. <laughs> but I knew, uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the first name, uh, J E H I E L, Jahil, Jeel, okay, yeah, but Jaleel Barnard was Rochester's very first tailor. He set up shop and was now the Reynolds Arcade. He arrived in 1812, the same year the city became the permanent settlement of, yep. of Rochester. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Barnard was the very first tailor of Rochester. So he, he's passing this along, but his first name, the first name of the tailor was J-E-H-I-E-L. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. Jaheel? Jaheel, yeah. uh, Jaheel Barnard was Rochester's very first tailor in 1812. So if you didn't know that, you now know that now, guys. That is fantastic. So thank you for that note, by the way, um, he actually gives this is best. He's like, uh, uh, Matt sounds seems like he needs to know sources. This came from and he sent the link to it. Uh, the men's clothing industry of Rochester's history by Blake McKen- McKelvey, uh, city historian in 1960. He actually sent me a link for this. So if you nice. want to read about it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll send it along with it. So um, but yeah, thank you. That came in. Uh, but uh, here, Rochester's first tailor. Now we know. Yeah, there's just there's so much that I mean, like you walk these. I mean, even around that time was a lot of immigration mm-hmm. and you had you had these communities springing up um, you know mentioning Rochester neighborhoods we had neighborhoods named Dublin Frankfurt King's Landing McCrackensville um, so I know McCracken's yeah, my, my one of my favorite ones. I'm going to do something with that at some point. In my so life. am I. <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to see what you do with it. Oh yeah. my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah, no, it's just so much like to, to talk about Gideon King and King's Landing and people like Game of Thrones. What? What? Where? <laughs> and like, no, no, this this was real. Uh, and um, yeah, just like the from you know the the German settlements in Frankfurt, which would become Dutchtown, mm-hmm. which is where we get, um, which is actually. Um, a mix-up of the term Deutschtown, which just means Germantown. German, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Dublin with the Irish um, settlements, and that's near uh, Upper Falls mm-hmm. neighborhood, which I believe was known as either. Now, I found two versions of this that it was both na- known, and you know this, as the Butter Hole. Butter Hole. Also, I found accounts naming it the Butter Bowl. So that might be just a pronunciation Different. issue. Like if it was, a, I like butter bowl better. Butter hole seems a little more. I don't know. Yeah. awkward to say. Yeah, that's uh, that's there. There's more negatives in my head than positives. So for that one. <laughs> uh, but then you have like um, Montalegro, which was the Italian uh, settling, and that was near uh, about where Genesee Brewery is. 
Um, oh, wow. And uh, heading towards the old post office on Commercial Street uh, around that area before they moved to Lyle Otis and then moved further on to Gates. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Slavic um, population, uh, Polish, Ukrainian, uh, in um, 14621 neighborhood, it's where you have the St. Stanislav Koska Church, mm. and you have a lot of Slavic names. Uh, St. Stanislav uh, Street, you have Pulaski Street, and a couple other ones that I will just butcher the name <laughs> of. Uh, but it's like those little histories. And, the, you know, 14621 is a great example where it's a neighborhood that never had a strong enough identity in the public eye to go beyond its zip code. And yeah. there are parts of Veronicate that are 14621. So people see, and I did a shirt for it. Mm-hmm. So people see that, like, you have a Veronicate shirt? Like, no, no, let me tell you about the neighborhood. I mean, that's where Seneca Park is, mm-hmm. Frank Law Olmsted design. Yeah. That's where the zoo is, yeah. which is 1923 or 24, 27. Uh, you also have that little, you know, Slavic settlement. And one of the only, I want to say, Russian Orthodox style churches in outside of like New York City mm-hmm. um, with that like onion helmet dome yeah, yeah. Uh, type thing. Like for that particular shirt, uh, I did an elephant as the graphic because we are um, the only zoo in New York to have African elephants. Mm-hmm. Like Brooklyn Zoo, Bronx Zoo, or Brooklyn or Bronx doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I went to the St. Stanislav Koska Church, took a Pantone book, brought it right up to the brick because it's a very specific orange, yeah. matched it as close as I possibly could, and that became the color for the, the graphic of the shirt. As a designer, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, it, we have actually, this hour has flown by. Already. Oh, wow. Yeah, surprise, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. As you look at your watch, I'm amazed by it. Uh, you guys have been listening to Matt Rogers uh, of Transit Apparel talking about amazing history of Rochester, Just and he's actually changed my mind. I no longer call it a Rust Belt <laughs> City. Thank you for that. I know I'm not going to hear the end of that from somebody. <laughs> Lisa, does Chris Clemens agree or disagree with you on that one? Um, well, he was. He talked to me about Upstate, and that was a instance where um, I had done a very early interview uh, a few years back mm-hmm. and you know um i believe um uh, emily hesney it was for i Heart rock mm-hmm. and i think she asked you know what is what is something that people don't always understand about rochester and i mentioned how upstate gets thrown around pretty easily and we're yeah. not upstate and chris got me on it and uh he messaged me soon after the interview <laughs> went live and he's like what are you doing i'm exploring upstate and i laughed i'm like well i sorry i i got nothing but uh <laughs> and that was three and a half years ago and recently he still doesn't let me hear the end of it <laughs> that's chris uh, uh but thanks for being on the show i had a blast everyone's already messaging me hoping to have you back it seems oh, like you're a you fun for information uh check out transit apparel folks he it's i said i love the shirts i love the designs uh remarkably talented man uh and a great conversationalist by the way yeah, too. Thank this, you is, very this much. has been a great show um and uh thanks for all for folks have been writing in tonight uh this has been the mind of magnus here uh thanks again for everyone uh magnus apollo on twitter mind of magnus at gmail.com if you have any questions i can still pass along some notes to uh the, my guest here at any point in time uh if you yeah, guys happy to help yeah please do i, I we love to have uh more information on uh on what you what you're doing next i can't wait for all this the the next line of sh- the shirts coming out I, I, can't, I can't wait for it um but you guys have been listening in here to the mind of magnus here on 106.3 wrfc lp rochester uh, i gotta give a shout out to all the people that make this possible uh this is uh made possible by the uh, lovely folks at air rec radio and all the patreon supporters out there uh and also my listeners you guys have been downloading my uh, podcast been helping out sending in messages 
messages and emails. The messages tonight have been amazing. Thank you for doing that. You are part of the conversation, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Matt, thank you for being on. I hope you had a blast being here. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. This was fantastic. And uh, remember, Transit Apparel. Uh, follow them on Instagram. That's what I do myself. If not, check out their website, transitapparel.com. Yes. That's what yep. it is. Yep. Uh, let me know. You guys like their shirts. Send me a picture of you wearing your shirt. Let me know. We'll pass along a note for it. Uh, but we'll be back again next week uh, with our, uh, actually, I think it may just be me. Who knows? We're changing stuff around. But uh, we're going to be having a fun, fun show. Whatever happens will happen. Uh, but uh, thank you all again for everything uh, and being part of this wonderful experience. So take care, folks. Uh, and I will see you all again soon, wherever that happens. See ya.